Hey, this is Kat, the lead boss with the Revenue Accelerator podcast with my guest today, Pearl Cox. Now, Pearl has a little one-liner and we know that I love my one-liners and she's all about her pearls of wisdom. Yes, it's good. Um, so <laughs> let me tell you a little bit about Pearl and then we're going to dive in a little bit into kind of how visibility and leveraging your current skill sets can actually multiply your current business. And without like paid ads or any kind of extravagant, complicated strategy, if you will. So, uh, um, so Pearl is a communications consultant, speaker, and coach, right? So she offers specialists, right? So these are experts in their field um, across, uh, across the different fields by leveraging digital communication, speaking and coaching and mentoring to support them in their current roles. So she supports specifically director level women in the corporate grind. Yuck. I remember those days to move into a place of work-life balance, right? Showing them how to build a business using their transferable skills and adopting the law of attraction. Yes, guys, we go woo. This is all in their benefit so that they can tap into a flow. They can tap more into their desire to create the life and business, right, that they want. Um, Pearl, welcome to the Revenue Accelerator. Oh, thank you, Kat. I'm so looking forward to this. I love your podcast. I've been listening to all the episodes. It's brilliant. Thank you. Well, compliments get you everywhere with me. So, <laughs> now, Pearl, we met a few months ago or years ago, who knows with COVID, right? Um, and what happened was, backstory, guys, you know, movie themed kind of thing. I was tagged in a post by someone else and you had posted about doing this Women's Day Summit extravaganza event to really celebrate Women's Day, right? So we get a day uh, and you were going to make a thing of it. And you actually made kind of like a month of it, actually, um, by really connecting with powerhouses. And you did kind of a blanket call to action. Who's a powerhouse that you know? And you went out of your way to make sure that you interviewed as many of the people who were tagged. Now, we know that when those posts go up and people start tagging, it kind of creates this avalanche effect of people wanting to recognize other people and just kind of joining the bandwagon. And you actually, how many people did you interview on all together? Well, I'm still interviewing. I've got, <laughs> inter- I've got interviews booked through until October, November. I've I was aiming for 500 women in that month. And at the end of March, we hit 300. Yeah. Um, that literally started. And I think I started the last week. Yeah. In, um, February. But you didn't do these like, you know, rolling through kind of interviews. These were like 30 to uh, 30 minutes to an hour long interviews. These weren't just, you know, just 10 minute things where you were just kind of churning and burning through people. These were in-depth focused interviews on that individual person and kind of what this being a woman, um, you know, meant to them and their business and all that stuff. And, and really just created a huge amount of engagement. So tell me a little bit about like how you came up with the concept and, you know, what were the strategies that you leveraged to make it as successful as it was? Because by all intents and purposes, it was pretty successful by the metrics that you were measuring. Definitely. It all came about from a Facebook memory Mm. it came up and I thought that was towards the end of February and it said where I'd shared 
about the first time I spoke for International Women's Day that I would it, it came through LinkedIn I'd been given someone was reaching out and asking for women speakers that excelled in a male dominated area and of course I do digital comms and technology which is normally male dominated and, and a few yes <laughs> yes exactly exactly and so I had a few people have put me forward so there was a few people jumped on the bandwagon of this post and I said just my background what I'd done the places I'd worked what I'd the companies I'd worked for and long story short I was asked to go and speak at a secondary school so here in the UK that's the school before you go on to college Mm -hmm. so it was and supposedly those people that were taking their exams just before they'd move on to college but when I got there they'd emptied their whole um, assembly hall and I had all the girls from the whole school were there to hear my story so that I could um, share and hopefully give them those pearls of wisdom and insights as how they could grow and from there that's what the memory was so I shared and I thought right rather than just sharing it I'm going to do a one question who would like to do something for International Women's Day mm-hmm. this year mm-hmm. and that's all it was it was one sentence and it went mad there wasn't I didn't even have an image with it it was just a text post and people picked up on it and it just went mad from there and from Facebook it went to Twitter and then it went to LinkedIn and then we took it to Instagram and I have to do a massive shout out to the wonderful Bernie Floresca Mm -hmm. because it was Bernie that introduced me I think to yourself to Samantha Hartley to Regina Bergman to loads I mean powerhouses and it all just came together and it was just brilliant and then on top of that when it went to LinkedIn I started tagging people and I said right I put the intention out there I want to get to 500 people and we started at 50 and then it was going up to 100 and I did this I did two posts in one week where I tagged as many people as I could that I knew was taking part Mm -hmm. and then I got this little thing come up on the alerts on LinkedIn which I didn't know existed and it's a tiny little badge that no one sees on the outside and it shows that you've hit the top one percent of business engagement on LinkedIn and LinkedIn have 768 million people and if you've hit the top one percent that's quite high but I didn't do it just once I did it twice in 10 days just from two posts (laughs) yeah I mean so like here's I just want to highlight this because as simple as it seems a lot of I mean obviously hitting the one percent like I didn't even actually realize that you'd done that and done it twice for all intents of her um like it's not so a lot of times people think that content has to be this massively complicated thing you've got these you know stacking it and and you know calls to actions and things like that but what you did was you created a simple call to action yeah hit a chord and the timing was right because you had there was context right women's day was in that month or or coming up and you had a purpose what made you come up with the idea to post something as simple as that without going through those extra steps of creating a graphic and going to Canva and, you know, doing all the things? This is where I'm going to go woo woo, I'm afraid, because I'm sure this go is there, where really. my guides, law of attraction, everything. I know that I was guided to say that, mm-hmm. you know, that little nudge of intuition where you think maybe I should do it mm-hmm. and you think of it as a brainwave 
were in my case it's my guides that were saying Mm -hmm. you should do that why don't you do it and then like you said once I've done that quick call to action then I went to Canva and I produced images for everyone to share I included mass images where everyone could be tagged and then people could get on board but as well because I knew and understood communication and branding I kept it on brand I kept the colors to match the colors for International Women's Day I went with people's logos so you knew it was it enticed people in people like the colors it looked professionally it wasn't just something that you just pulled together and it looked a mess it was on point everything matched so people could follow that story they could see that color scheme and of course then I added the pearls of wisdom which I now shortened to pow so not only is it pearls of wisdom with a play on my name I've got pow so it's a massive it really hits you in the face and it's something you remember Mm. because you're hitting with force And you put all that together. I know I'm lucky. Not everyone has that chance to do a play on words with their name as I can. But it's finding what works, what you're guided to do and just run with it. You know, the thing is, is that I think that any of the strong brands that stand out there, they didn't land on the branding that they have right now, right out the gate. Or, I mean, if if you are that person, then that was just you know, everyone's gets lucky every now and then (laughs) even (laughs) broken watches right twice a day. But I think that there's iterations and I'm sure you didn't necessarily come right out of the gate with this concept, with this idea, with this focus, with this intention, you had to go through a lot of brick walls and bumping and, and stumbling and, you know, to kind of get that grounded feeling. So, I mean, let's go woo because you started down that path. (laughs) What does the law of attraction have to do with, I mean, communication, right? Have to do with presence and branding and wellness and your spirituality and your business. Why the law of attraction? Why lean in on that area specifically? This is where I get even more woo because I, in this last year of lockdown, I found out what my sole true purpose is. Mm. And I brought that in. And that is to give the voice to the unspoken. Mm. So I know when I started off, when we started off in lockdown, I was between contracts because most of my big money comes from corporate and I work as as a limited company and I go in and specialise with C-suite down, as we said. And I just thought this message came through because I was trying to let go of tech and let go of communications because I thought, no, I want to be spiritual now. I can't do the two. And then it was like I was hit smack. No, this is why you did the communications route so you can then share with others and use your communication understanding to share that message Mm. with everyone else. And it's, it's literally once I knew that, everything else falls into place. And if you look at law of attraction, anyone in business, you want to manifest. You want you have your idea. You set your goals And you want to go, you might say what your first quarter is, what you want to be, where you want to be at the end of your first year, your third year, five year plan. Now, that's that's um, affirmations and law of attraction. And if you look at it that way, you do it without realising. And if you understand the process behind it, that's why I bring law of attraction in, because you do it without realising it as children. You'd say, oh, I'd love this for Christmas or whatever. Or you'd, or you'd think yes. you'd <laughs> and suddenly it happens and yeah. it's you've put it out there. You don't like they say, I mean, the classic thing with law of attraction. They say when you order, order a meal, 
uh, off the menu in a restaurant, you don't think it's not going to come. You take it for granted that once you've put it out there, you've put it out, you've ordered it and you just wait and that order comes back to you. And that's the way law of attraction works. You put business into the mix and you've got your passion there. You can manifest quicker. You can build your business quicker and it works. And because it resonates with everyone, it's done on a feel good factor. It's not it's not that nasty backbiting or anything it's positive and once you've got that positivity and you share that out that's how people come together and you collaborate because they feel that vibration and the fact that you're authentic I know when it comes to communications and social media authentic is the buzzword but it is it's being yourself and being brave and standing up and saying it and I was amazed the amount of people when I mentioned the woo-woo stuff be it corporate as well. Oh my God. And, you know, they're, they're starving for this. Yes. Um, I mean, we've, you know, I've come from a corporate background doing high level corporate consulting, managing, you know, teams of hundreds of people, millions of millions of dollar contracts, right? Hundreds of millions of dollar contracts. Um, and, you know, when we are woo, and I don't mean you have to be like out there wooey, you know, feathers and crystals kind of thing, but there is this thing that you do, you kind of feel alone in the corporate world, right? Like in the, in the yeah. entrepreneurial world, when you say, Hey, I'm manifesting this, like people come up and like rally around you, right. <laughs> and you, you find tribes and places where you can do that, but that's really looked down on in terms of sharing <laughs> anything personal in the corporate world. So like, how do you work with people who have this? you know, hidden desire to find people like them where they feel that they're alone, um, connect to that place where they're able to really stand confidently and being able to move forward progressively in their career. Like, what is it that you help them do? How do you help them do that? And what do you see that's missing for them that you really wish they would just lean in on? Right now with that, I think a lot of it, it's just sharing the message, being mm. out there and so that people can see you in different areas, those different touch points, yeah. because you don't know where they are. And especially from COVID and lockdown, where you've got people, they their whole work situation could have changed. Mm. Their whole companies have gone under mm-hmm. and you've got, and I thought, well, how do I help people in that? This is what I love. Most people will probably hear just, you hear the passion in my voice. I love what I do and it's catching. And just to do that and have that conversation. And then I thought, how do I actually market this? How do I put it in? I thought, right, I've got my business brain. I can talk about where they where their starting point is, where do they see themselves and how to get there. Then you put the woo-woo spiritual side, you put the two together. And again, we've seen you, you bring the mental health piece in and I think that then fits a spirituality side because I did a post on LinkedIn about it and the amount of feedback I got because it's, it's when Tobin inter- interviewed me and he was saying I said I do business spirituality and well-being and everyone was saying I can see well-being I can see business I can't see spirituality and then I pushed back and I said so when you do yoga in the morning you call it well-being it also fits under the spiritual side yeah and you and you've got books like the 5am club which is aimed at ceos upwards uh, downwards across and everything and that is law of attraction that's the spiritual side with meditation people don't realize is that the further up the ladder you go 
kind of the more in tuned with the spiritual side of things, especially if you're successful and you have a heart, (laughs) I think that there's these hidden doors that people kind of go through, but there isn't this overall conversation. It is not something that you're allowed to talk about in the corporate space. You can't just be like sending an email, be like, Hey, totally manifesting a raise. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm, you know, leaning in energetically. I have positive expectations. People are going to kind of roll your eyes at you. Um, but it's kind of the thing that I think you also work with people on in terms of kind of standing in that faith, but also not dismissing their power, right? So a little bit of what I know that you do is really helping people own their skills. Um, so one of the things I know that I talk about, I know you're going to expand on this is that it's, it's always, it's, I'm going to be a little bit of jerky about it. Um, it's always been interesting to me how people are so willing to dismiss their skill sets when they go from corporate into entrepreneurship, right? However, if you think about it within our logical, maybe lizard brains, when we try to get a, you know, when we change jobs, if we were in the corporate space, we would take our resume, we would update it with our skill sets and we would project our capabilities into the next job, right? Meaning saying, this is how they transfer. This is how they parlay. This is how I'm going to be contributing positively to your business and being an employee kind of situation. However, entrepreneurs basically say, you know what? I'm going to wipe the entire slate clean. I've got no experience in this world. And therefore I'm coming in as a brand new person. What the hell is up with that? Yep. There are so many different things. And if I look, (laughs) this is where I came to the transferable skills piece and again through lockdown I was a radio host and I had the Pearls Wisdom show there where I would talk about the business side and I used to talk about transferable skills so much and it is now yes I'm I'm a a lady of a certain age shall we say I've got grown-up adult children and yet I had a 10-year gap where I didn't work when I brought my children up their formative years and when I had to go out to market myself I'm thinking how can I do this and then you look and you see any any parent that juggles with a budget gets people ready gets children ready for school that's project management and it's understanding that and seeing how you can put that in I I used to help out with our um, parent teachers association so I learned those skills where I would actually help Mm -hmm. to run meetings and organize events so that's another skill that you then bring to the workplace and there's so many things you learn from that I mean all right in those 10 years I didn't sit there and do nothing I did my degree as a mature student I did my divorce and I set up my first company then that was all in four years but you just look at those things you say how can you do that and take those skills and start using them yeah and this this is what you can do as a career as you're starting to move be in corporate or anything if you're looking to speak to your line manager and you've got your personal um personal development plan you start to collect all these things when did you do a powerpoint presentation were you when did you deliver a talk to people in your team or actually shared something that's public speaking that's actually sharing it's taking information and breaking it down and showing it to someone else and it's showing that showing leadership it's showing guidance it's showing understanding of where you are and those if you can articulate that into a personal development discussion you can then take that onto an interview to help you move up so you go up the career ladder but also 
if, like I say, where I work with the career women, the director level that want to move out, it's taking all those skill sets that you've learned, that toolkit, and putting it to promote yourself, to set yourself up and put those foundations to be the entrepreneur. And that's where transferable skills come in to every area of your life. And you don't realize until you start to think like that. Well, I think it has a lot to do with people dismissing the value of what they're actually providing, right? So, you know, I could see someone who's been out of the workforce for 10 years being hit with shame, right? Of, man, I haven't been working for 10 years. So what right do I have? And and it's an easy thing for someone to throw in someone else's face of this. However, as a communication specialist, which you are being able to convey and parlay those distinctions and saying, look, no, like actually I got my MBA during these 10 years, right? Because I had to manage two jerk bosses, <laughs> right? I had to make sure that, you know, we were, were in the, in the black, right. And all these other things. And I can go on and on with these business analogies. Um, but it, it sounds like it has a lot to do with confidence, and yeah. really kind of owning your value and stating it clearly and not being willing to let someone else determine what your worth is because you haven't effectively been able to communicate what it is. So really kind of spending that time, it sounds like beforehand, kind of getting your cats in a row, if you will, um, and being able to go into whatever meeting it is with your talking points. And again, not only effectively communicating your value on paper, but in your words, because the minute someone hears that shakiness, right. in your voice and that, that doubt, that hesitation, that in basically encourages someone to drop the value. Cause if you're not thinking you're worth it, why would someone else? And sometimes that's a big jump to do. I can remember they always say, like they say, step out the box and, and do all these different things, all these corporate words. But it is, I can remember, I'd always seen myself as an introvert. People probably don't see that because they see me speaking everywhere. But it took an awful lot to be brave enough. And then I started to share what I loved. And to begin with, my tummy would be in knots. I'd feel mm. sick. And once you've done it, it's amazing. And you get a fantastic response. And you think, that wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. And it becomes easier and easier. Yes, I've been lucky. I mean, I, I got into social media when it first started. And my first social media job was doing the evoke launch for Jaguar Land Rover. So I I mean, some of it is pure luck that you're in the right place at the right time. (laughs) I want to kind of challenge that a little bit. I would like to say that you have natural instincts that lead you to making decisions. And of course, there's always a little, a little bit of luck, but you know, I think that there's a lot there in terms of your just natural capabilities. And again, I think, I think this comes so easy to you in terms of taking those skill sets and transferring them over. And that's exactly what, you know, what we talk about in terms of our clients of you should be charging for the thing that comes most naturally for you, which, you know, I'm very happy to hear that you are in fact doing. (laughs) It is, but it's, it's, it's learning actually. Like I said, I don't fit the mold for social media. (laughs) I'm probably a good 15, 20 years older than most people that do it, but then When it comes to that, I've got the business acumen, I've got the experience, Mm -hmm. and I've got the proof. It's like so many people now study this at university. So they come out with a fountain of knowledge about a subject, but 
they can't back it up. Now, when I talk about, when I said about the engagement and the reach, when I say I can do things, people only have to look at my the size of my network and it backs it up. And I, I won't throw that in people's faces. I'd expect someone, if they wanted to work with me, to look at my profile before they approach me. Mm. And that's where your social profile should stand out and show you in the best possible light. And show if you say you can do something, it should reflect that on the areas that you work in because if you say you're a social media specialist and you've got little to no followers how are people going to trust you how are you going to be that authentic negotiation Mm -hmm. and no words if people can say right you can do that and then on the other hand for the corporate side I then lend my the size of my network to amplify any message that when I work with the corporate I can get massive results simply by putting it out through my network. Right. And, th- and that's a way to pivot. It's a good selling point, but actually knowing that and being able to stand up to it and say, and, and feeling brave enough. And sometimes it's that thing where I say, you get your tummy all in knots and you do it a few times and it gets easier. <laughs> yep. I mean, usually the, the the biggest dragon is in front of the door with the biggest treasure, right? So yep. I talk about the, the revenues beyond the resistance. So what is that thing that you're resisting is probably exactly the thing that you need to be leaning into and not leaning away from. Um, Pro, you've been amazing and shared a lot of great concepts and aspects. How can people learn a little bit more about what you do and, you know, get a little bit more information on who you are? Right. Probably the easiest way, like I said, I've mentioned my social media channels. If you look for Pearl Cox or put in Pearl Cox International Limited, you will find me across all of the social networks. We were talking about this before we started. I don't have a website. I have lots of sales funnels. And if you go to linktree forward slash La Peregrina, that is where you will find all the links of all my social networks, what I'm currently running at the minute and how to engage with me. And if anyone asks what La Peregrina is, it's the famous pearl that um, Richard Burton gave to Elizabeth Taylor. So it's another brand that I've brought up from my name. (laughs) Fantastic. Guys, that'll be in the show notes for you to reference because I am sure there are plenty of people who will spell that incorrectly. Um, I'm going to go ahead and be punny, but Pearl, any additional pearls wisdom you'd like to leave us with I think something that I tell myself and I tell everyone else just always believe in yourself go for the biggest dream possible and you're going to make it and don't let anyone knock you down because you can achieve absolutely anything love that thank you so much for joining me today thank you it's been a pleasure (laughs) 